decided to the world of M-Class emails. Oh my god. A wonderful land stretches before you of oh emails god. like you've never seen. Now I'm in like a 70s Disney movie. <laughs> Uh, this is M Class Email, where we read your emails, give you as close to an answer as we possibly can give you, and uh, yes, no, maybe sixty nine, <laughs> We're gonna give you an approximation of an answer or your money back, unless you're a patron, and then not your money back. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. I heard a funny joke the other day. You want to hear it? Sure. Why was 69 afraid of 70? Why? Because one time they got into a fight and 71. <laughs> My god. You're it works a better. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> works better if you see it. I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> know you were a genius. I had no idea, but now I know. I didn't make that up, so. Oh, okay. Fuck you then. Um <laughs> Let's just hop right into it. We've been putting this off for way too long, and I'm really excited about it. So let's go. Let's go. Let's Get hop to into it. Asterios Coconos's Letters to Starlog. Oh, man. We're doing that already. Dude, oh, fuck. I'm excited. He starts right, out, yeah. hey, Jeff and Josh, hope you enjoy Hi. these all new, by which I mean decades old, Letters to Starlog magazine about Star Trek. Hope you mm-hmm. get some joy mocking these missives from nerds who are certainly dead by now. Signed, uh, Asterios Coconuts. I mean, probably, <laughs> I guess. Uh, our first Starlog missive is from issue 13 from way, way back in May 1978. Oh, I was barely alive, meaning I was negative five. <laughs> it is entitled Monsters at Home, which is appropriate for uh, the last episode we recorded not Ooh. now. No, it's past that time. It is November now. <laughs> Shit. I bought a subscription to Starlog, but my parents are very anti-science fiction for varied religious reasons. Oh, God, nerds. I still live at home and work for my father, and when Starlog comes to our mailbox, my parents proceed to burn them. I now have my wow. own P.O. box and would appreciate it if you would be sure to send all further Starlogs to the new address. Signed, Name Withheld for Protection. What the fuck? This is not, like, a subscription form. You wrote a letter to them. Yeah, you have to, like... I guess... Uh, how would you have... I guess you had to write to them. Yeah, I guess. There is a response from Starlog Magazine, from the editor. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, your story is not unique. Parents are people. Some love the visions of tomorrow that inspire their children, and some force their own inner fears and frustrations onto the very ones for whom they should be opening doors. Uh Burning books of any kind is unthinkable and abhorrent to anyone who values individual and intellectual freedoms. Some of this country's most respected scientists, engineers, and entertainers have appeared in the pages of Starlog, along with Mm -hmm. articles designed to open readers' minds to the world. Your parents would have you close your eyes to the wonders around you, and that is most assuredly wrong. This feels like this didn't happen, and they wanted to just write this. <laughs> I don't know. May 1978 seems like this dude's parents would be burning science fiction for I mean, religion. Like, it's totally plausible and probably true, right? Yes. Uh, That's a great response, though. Holy shit. Yeah, they wrote the shit out of that response. I don't know if I could respond any better than that, to be honest, but 
I mean, people today, like, I think the other day, people in the Discord were talking about how their parents wouldn't let them read Harry Potter when they were a kid. Yeah. And they burned the shit out of those books in small towns. Yeah, that was that was a thing. Remember when that was like you'd have to hear a, like not where I live. So I don't know anyone who had that happen. I live in kind of like a society. <laughs> we live in a society. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, people people's parents they get freaked out by by that. They were freaked out by D and D, the Satanic Panic oh, of the eighties. Yeah, that was huge. D and D and like punk and like all oh whatever whatever the fuck fit under that giant umbrella right yeah, <laughs> like, whatever it, it they wanted continues to... forever too like parents are probably yeah. like burning instructions on how to do the floss these days yeah the, the doing the twist <laughs> back in the fifties or like that's devil music for sure they they <laughs> they like block your internet from being able to find websites to teach you how to dab like fucking shit's crazy out there yeah i i mean i i would say it was probably for those people who are still having to deal with that now it's probably way worse in this age like comparatively like the the crazy factor probably is ramped up it's like generation after generation of crazy at this point right yeah like, a now, lot of those people whose parents burned their books when they were kids grow up and learn the lesson that they should burn books for their kids. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand, like, the energy it takes to hate something like that. This seems ridiculous to me. <laughs> like, why would you take the time to go burn those magazines? Like, I don't know. To me, but I don't think that way. Like, I don't, like, I've never been like, this is going to corrupt somebody <laughs> like I, like whatever you know i don't know people people need to like figure out their own shit yeah, right i mean like i don't understand it at all especially like burning star logs like it's a magazine <laughs> right? about it's a sci-fi magazine. <laughs> it's just a magazine about like star trek like what are you fucking all right that's your gripe that's the hill you're gonna die on star logs i guess it's like in the 70s there was like a different breed of like religious extremists because like our religious extremists are like the mainstream religious people in the 70s right and their version of religious extremism is like 10 shades crazy darker yeah secret it's more secretive i think religious extremists now that are walking around also um whether they do it like i think purposefully like there's a crazy like what i would consider like a crazy church in my town where a bunch of crazies go like it it, like wants to be like a mega church but it never will because like there's no there's not enough people who believe in god around here anymore Mm. (laughs) but like that does happen (laughs) but they like embrace this sort of like oh yeah we like cool things you know what i mean like they're like always at the park like doing cool things and it's like Nah, you guys are just faking it. Like you don't really. This is this is. You guys are lame. You're doing lame things. It feels like setting out a spider's web at a certain point. Like uh-huh. we're doing all this cool stuff. Like if you're sad, we could help you, right? Right. Like it's we're gonna do all these right. cool things. It's like a spider's web. They're right. trying to catch the flies. Right. That's exactly right. And uh, I guess that's like a benign version of like a little bit more yeah. of an extreme. But I would say that that leads to, like, also, like, super messed up illegal activity of, like, molesting kids. and Like, that's definitely a thing, right? Yeah, I mean, like, there's no denying that. Right, that obviously happens. Well, I mean, I guess there is denying that since that's what the Catholic Church is doing. Right, right. But I think that these littler ones are also kind of using 
their their perceived godly power to like influence young people into all kinds of probably inappropriate shit, right? I mean, there were rumors in Huntington about one of the churches, like one of the older churches that it was yeah. like it was very selective of who could be a member. Right. But they had these like basically gay conversion days yeah. like where you right. could drop your gay kid off and they pick him up straight i guess straight camp got it and uh <laughs> it was just like a, a day and it came to light i guess like the rumors i heard anyway was that they had like a basement where they would like brainwash these children yeah they're like brainwashing kids yeah no that's that's legit that's real that i believe that happened 100 percent. i believe that it was the rumor anyway like i don't yeah. know anything sp- substantial about it but like I couldn't imagine what, like, the 1978 version of that is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is, like, 1978. This isn't even, like, 1958. You know, oh, yeah. Or, like, 1938. Like things, <laughs> it's every 20, 30 years you go back, yeah. it's exponentially worse. It's just way, it's, it's like, 20 times worse. You get worse, to the yeah. fucking, like, Crusades and the Inquisition yeah. and shit. Then you're like, oh, right, this is where it all came from. Yeah. <laughs> This is the home base. Let's go yeah. ahead and move on to our next. This is uh, Starlog issue 5, May 1977. Okay. It is entitled Spiritual Elixir. Oh. I am 66 and have found that many people my age are just now beginning to come out of the closet and admit what an influence Star Trek has been on their lives. Oh, here we go. I had two heart attacks and had to retire before I could watch, and I believe much of the courage and hope that has carried me through five more attacks. Jesus. Hey, guy. Is attributed (laughs) to Star Trek. Jesus, dude. That's a lot of heart attacks. That's so many heart attacks. Yeah. One is too many. You were on seven. Jesus. That's like getting... That's crazy. I went to my first con this year in Los Angeles, and when I came home, I found that three of my grandsons were quite impressed and have since become avid Star Trek, have become avid Trek gazers. <laughs> we didn't have Trek Trekkies yet? Not yet, I guess. I took yet. them and their mother to their first con in San Francisco. George Takei was there, and asked, and I asked him if there was any way to point out that people in my age bracket may not be here next year. Two years is a long time to wait for Paramount to get off the bucket and start pouring the water. Wow, is that okay? Sure. What? Is that a phrase? I guess. Uh, We seniors are out here, and if there was some way we could be counted, I would want to be the first. I don't have any more time to waste waiting. Signed, Mrs. Fern Lynch, Santa Rosa, California. Wow. Well, Mrs. Fern Lynch was cool as shit. She's cool as fuck. I'm sad that she died right after finishing this letter of her eighth <laughs> heart attack. <laughs> she never got to see Star Trek, uh, the motion picture, because of that letter killed her. Jeez. Writing, picking up that pen was too much for her weak heart. I'm really, I'm really glad that she got her grandsons and her... Uh, her daughter into Star Trek yeah. though. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. They got to grow up in the eighties with all the movies and shit. That's rad, dude. That is rad. Could you imagine having good movies of Star Trek coming out? Wow. Uh no, I actually I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that word is that you uh, said. Good what? Thanks for that letter, Mrs. Fern Finch. We appreciate you writing in. Our next email <laughs> or our next Starlog message is from Starlog issue five, May nineteen seventy seven. Okay. And it is entitled, By Any Other Name. 
dramatic. This is to tell you how much the Spring Ford Federated Association of Star Trekkers enjoys Starlog. Mm-hmm. We do have one item to which we take great offense. The label Trekkie. Oh, here we go. That term more correctly applies to teeny bopper groupies running after Mr. Spock's ears. Signed, Joseph C. <laughs> Kessler, advisor, Wayne Bevan, communications officer, Roversford, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Hometown boys. Um, <laughs> so they, they write back. Big... Starlog responds. Uh-huh. All right, we give up. We'll call you whatever in the galaxy you want to be called. Though we don't mind occasionally offending someone, we do like it to be for a good reason. Therefore, <laughs> consider the term officially changed, unless we just happen to be deluged with mail from people who like to be called Trekkies, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> It'll be switchback. <laughs> well, Trekkies. Trekkies was always the the derogatory. Well, that, that documentary talks about that. How, like, I think the one guy's like, it's Trekker. He gets real offended about like, it. I can't get that deep into that. Like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, like, who cares? I don't know. Whatever. I, like, I, what, like, that's literally, like, I just goes to show you, like, that's, like, what happens now, like, on Twitter, right? But these guys were doing it in May 1977 through <laughs> mail to a magazine. Wow. Don't call us that. How dare you call us Trekkies? That's a teeny bopper <laughs> name. It's like, what? Like, like I think it's funny that, like, <laughs> they're chasing after Leonard Nimoy's ears. Like, Dude, tra- Spock was, like, the hottest fucking thing at that time. Like, there were so many fan clubs full of women. That loved them. Yeah. Man, Still like to this cold. day, like, if you talk to, like, uh, like Trek fans that are into men, uh-huh. they, they'll they tell you the hottest dude is Spock. Is Spock, not Kirk, yeah. I mean, like, a lot well, of... Terry like, Farrell mar- is married to, or is, is engaged to his son. Yeah, I guess that's a... That's not even, like, a good consolation prize. Um... <laughs> Like, Poppy was talking the other day that she was mad Spock didn't win the hottie tournament. Yeah, I'm mad about a lot of that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. That is not how I wanted it to turn out. Like, I mean, like I've always said, Dax is, like, Jadzia Dax is beautiful, and I understand exactly why she won. But I still I'm not think mad it about the male one. I think the the male side is fine. I'm fine with the male side for sure. Like that dude's cool yeah, as shit. I, intense I love as that fuck, dude. Of course. Yeah. But I mean, I guess Spock would would be better. Probably. I I get it. I guess he's like the sex icon of Star Trek. I guess right. Yeah. Something about like a dude who can repress his emotions real good. Yeah. Just he's cool. He, that's cool, right? Cool as fuck. Like James Dean. Cool. Yeah. Crash your car into a whatever and die <laughs> yeah that's the coolest way to die yeah crashing your car is definitely the cool one of the coolest ways to go i just Drug realized this, not so not as cool but up there i guess true i just realized that a lot there's like half an email more of these so i'm just gonna read one more before i hop to the next emails and i'll come back to them okay uh this is from Starlog issue 15 from 1978 and okay. it is entitled con disappointment like Khan the guy or Khan like, like the thing? Like Comic-Con. Okay. Having been to a few San Francisco conventions... I'm being an idiot. Having been to a few sci-fi conventions, it's SF. Oh, yeah, yeah. Having I would have said San few, Francisco. Having been to a few sci-fi conventions in my time, I have a pretty good idea of what a good con should accomplish. 
My friends and I came to the Orange Con believing that it would be of high quality, having been advertised in both Starlog and Isaac Asimov's science fiction magazine. <laughs> Which I've got we a couple copies of that. Of. I've got a couple copies of that. You do? Yeah. A couple issues. That's cool. Um, local television commercials made statements like 25 to 30 dealers and meet Spock. Could you imagine a convention with 25, 25. to 30 dealers? And that's considered big? Yeah. yeah. 1978, man. We're happy to. We were happy to pay the eight dollar fee, but in the eight dealers dollars. <laughs> but in the dealers room, we found a total of twelve tables. Oh, that's so much less than twenty five. The program advertised a Star Wars trivia quiz, but it was rumored that the organizer has lost the questions. <laughs> man, this is this is Magfest. Films were to be shown throughout the day, but I saw none. There was a game room which consisted of three tables and a chess set. Signed nice. M. Gall with an address in Brandonton, Florida. Mm-hmm. What do and they say? Starlog responds, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Pretty much. They say there's no way for Starlog to check out conventions before they happen. We right. list all legitimate cons free of charge, but that does not constitute an endorsement. If right. you and your friends are disappointed, and it sounds like you have every right to be, remember the con producer's name and do not patronize him again. Force yeah, right to people, that guy. Force these people to live with the reputation they built. Nice, Starlog. Fuck them, Starlog. Way to go. Kiss my butt. Kiss my two Klingon butts. Oh my god. <laughs> you think they got two butts? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Two dicks, two butts. Fuck it. Our next email is from Ben. Okay. Who wrote, it's entitled Some Campy TNG. Okay. okay. And it begins, My boys. Them boys. Them boys is here. <laughs> Last episode, two episodes ago. Not sure if this is going to get in before the next recording date. Wow, you're preloading that one. <laughs> you were discussing the lack of campiness in TNG and made a good point about how TOS was campy as a product of its time, not so much by design. Mm-hmm. I've been going through season six, and it's been on my mind that it really seems like that at that point in the run, it seemed like they were pretty eager but out some silly, to put out some silliness after five years of Star Trek as Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Remember the one for the, where the main conflict for half the episode is that Riker is cranky until he learns he's actually been kidnapped each night in his sleep by <laughs> creepy aliens we never see again? I do remember that one. Yeah, we just uh, did that one. <laughs> That's a good episode. <laughs> I don't think that one's campy. Do you, this, is that what he's saying? It's campy? Yeah, he's saying it's campy. It's silly. No, it's not campy. I don't, no, no. I don't find that one to be silly. No, me neither. Uh, there's an episode of TOS where they go to a planet and it's just Greece, and there's ancient Greece yeah. gods there. Like, that's campy. There, yeah. There's an episode of TOS where they go and Alice in Wonderland is on a planet. Yeah. There's an episode where they go and the planet is Nazi planet. Yeah, that's ultimate campiness. <laughs> there's also a planet they go to that's gangster planet. That's just 1930s. Oh, gangster planet? Oh, that one's fun. I fucking love gangster planet. <laughs> then there's that time Picard gets turned into the thing he fears the most, a child. Yeah. That I mean, was a that little campy. That one's a little fun, but like Yeah, it, it's not it doesn't it dips its toe into campy. It doesn't swan dive in. I think that one might be a little bit further into campy like the kids episode. Yeah, when, it, when I, that one's like two after this one cuz I watched a bunch of them today. I just like oh, let it play. 
Yeah, I just like watched uh, a few of them. Worf and Troy are cowboys, and Data is every bad guy in town. That one's campy. <laughs> yeah, that's campy. Yeah, holodeck ones lend for more campiness. Oops, Troy got kidnapped and turned into a Romulan for a day, but no one notices until she shows up on the view screen and threatens to kill them all. That one's not campy. That's not campy at That's all. That's terrifying. I wouldn't want to be a fucking Romulan. I know. Better Gred than Green. Wait, better dead Green, dead Green. I'll figure it out. You've got at least a half hour to figure it out. Shit. The Enterprise is taken over by terrorists, and only Picard can save the day by reenacting Die Hard. That one Me- rules, by the way. Meanwhile, Data learns how to be annoying until the guy he's studying is brutally murdered. Commander Annoying, whatever his name is. Huntington? Commander Hutchinson? Hutchinson. Hutchinson, I think. Got I think it. you're right. But, like, Picard becoming Die Hard is a super fun episode. It is, yeah, that it one is pretty rules. campy, though. I will give it that. But it does take itself deadly serious. Yeah, he throws that, that fucking uh, saddle at that guy. He Vulcan neck pinches Tuvok in that episode. Which is ironic as fuck. Scotty gets resurrected, gets drunk, and teaches Geordi about how boomers know more about technology than him sometimes. Uh, that good, one is That's great. not season six, is it? I don't think so. I think it's five, maybe. Maybe it is. I don't know. It might be six, but um, that that's a good episode until Scotty takes a, a shuttle and flies into nowhere to disappear forever. Yeah, they're just like... Hope he got to his old folks home. Like they couldn't just take him back to Earth where he could like help like move technology further ahead with his knowledge yeah. of like what the fuck ever. Oh, it's it's episode four. It's the one before the one we watched today. Oh, uh, okay. I Sorry, I doubted you, Ben. I don't think it's campy though. I don't, I don't think it's campy either. I think the definition of campy is probably a little like loose. Yeah, but I always, I think it's like one of those things like pornography where it's like, I know, you know it when you see it, right? Like, yeah. Like, you know it when you see the wiener go in. I yeah, think. when you see the campy wiener go into the campy vagina or butthole or whatever. You're, like you're Batman, in the, like the 1966 Batman series is campy. Yeah. Like, On the camp scale, that's like pretty high up Like there. Hercules, the legendary journeys is campy. Right. Xena is campy. Like yeah, even like Evil Dead is kind of campy. The yeah, th- or like like that's campy, right? I don't think the Scotty get getting resurrected and getting drunk. I think it's like super wink wink nudge nudge audience wish fulfillment stuff. But right, it's not but campy. Not camp. Uh, I will agree. The Wharf and Troy as cowboys is campy as fuck though. <laughs> yeah, it's fun though. Uh, they're all great episodes for the most part, but just very different from what the made the show what it was. What do you two think? Was this sort of a turning point for the series? Have a good one, Ben. I don't think it's that different. Uh, I, I I don't watch the show as, as like split up into sections. Like I think it all flows together. You have to remember we weren't all watching these like back to back back in the day, right? Like. So it's hard to sit there now and say like, oh, well, like this goes into this category, this goes into this category. Like it, they had to do twenty seven of these a year, which is like a lot. I, like we watched through TNG in its entirety like a year or so ago, maybe two years. Yeah, and um, I definitely didn't notice a shift in season six. I I don't sure either. noticed a shift in season seven. 
Yeah, seven is it's seven is when they like the train had run out of steam and they were just they were pushing it. It wasn't working. Right. Like season six has a lot of great episodes in it. It's still like chugging along full speed to me. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there was like such a difference in that season. And I think he just means those specific episodes, not really the season. So I could see that. But I mean, there are episodes fairly similar throughout the rest of the show. So. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what we're saying is, wow, way to be fucking dumb, Ben. Damn. Nah, I'm kidding. I think it's just a difference of opinion here, really. Yeah, it could be also that we have a perspective that's tainting our our view of it, or or not taint, but like, uh, what's the word I'm looking we're for? We're biased. We're biased. We're yes. biased by our own experiences, which I think is true of everybody, but like especially yeah. true of us. Yeah. Um, so you could be right, Ben. You could there could have been like a strange resurgence of the campiness at that point. I think probably season six is when they were they felt the most free to do whatever they wanted. Yeah, the like most the, comfortable to do yeah, whatever. Like right. the series hadn't started taking its downturn like season seven. Mm-hmm. It was at its height. Like season four, five, six, the show is at its height. Yeah. They didn't see an end yet. Yeah, I think they knew seven was going to be the end, uh, but they also had the movie. Like they knew they're going to make movies. Like, they're like, we got movies coming. Oh yeah, like I, <laughs> like uh, you know, like whatever. Fuck it. Who knows? I saw an interview the other day with Marina Sirtis, and she said like she she wasn't that sad when TNG yeah. ended because she had two days off and then started shooting Generations. Yeah, they knew they were gonna. They knew that they were gonna make them films, which is like better. Right, like it's, it's definitely for the actors and stuff for sure. It's better. You get more money and it's less work, you know. Like, and your like, product looks better. All yeah, like she usually. had two days off at the end of season seven, and I feel yeah. like the movies were probably requisitioned to be made like long before season. Oh, they knew. Seven no, they they knew. Yeah, they knew. I mean, I'm sure they knew. Probably. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna guess they probably knew around the end of five that they're. They're, they were like, okay, we're going to go make movies because that's what the original series did and that's what we're going to do. It could have honestly been that season seven took its downturn because all the best writers were like working on the movies. That Probably the show and and I think the show was being spread out because of DS9 you know, happening at the same time. So they like, there's just a lot going on. Um, I don't know. It's all speculation. I have no idea. Yeah, it's all bullshit we're all just full of bullshit <laughs> thanks for the email though ben sorry uh we disagreed in some places and sorry. agreed in others sorry you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> our next email mm-hmm. is from kamikaze gnome all one word sure that's a name and it is entitled <laughs> no subject oh, wow salutations satellite m Hi. Got a few questions for some of my favorite spacefaring boys. Hi, yeah. I was listening to the If Wishes Were Horses episode again. That's the Rumpelstiltskin episode. Mm, yes, yes. Yes, Rumpelstiltskin. Mm, classic. <laughs> and the thought of what would appear before Morn during the Space Stiltskin encounter popped into my head. <laughs> I don't know, more alcohol from Quarks? I've only seen some Deep Space Nine so far, so I don't know if there's more going in going on with him than those little appearances here and there. His hottie his hottie Boombalati ex wife, maybe. That's true. He would see 
the latinum that he swallowed 12 years ago. Yeah, all that <laughs> undigested liquid latinum. It would, like, explode out of him and form into a stiltskin. <laughs> a leprechaun. A latinum stiltskin. <laughs> a latinum con. Um, second and final is not Trek-related. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching much in the way of spooky movies in honor of our lord and savior, the Great Pumpkin? <laughs> May he lord over the universe with the all-father Nagilum. We just talked about this. Yeah, so far I just got Black Roses, a heavy metal cheese fest from the 80s on my agenda. Very much recommended. Maybe some Takashi Miike next? Okay. Sign, all hail Nagilum, Kamikaze Gnome. Kamikaze Gnome loves Nagilum. Rightfully all so. All hail Nagilum. Nagilum. Uh, if you would like some recommendations for fun, silly Halloween films that we love, yeah, uh, we talked about on it. Back we talked about the, it for like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, head on back to the last twenty minutes of M Class podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it's like way too late for Halloween recommendations at this point. Anyway, it's November. <laughs> The sixth, maybe sixth, yeah, November sixth. I think is today. <laughs> in the future, today in the, in the future, future, today. I'm not sure. I'm not gonna look at a fucking calendar. What am I, a nerd? No, I don't even own one of those nerd items. <laughs> but uh, I deleted it from my computer, just like I did. Fucking System Thirty Two says, "Get rid of it, <laughs> System Thirty Two. Fuck off. It's useless. Everybody, system go to your computer screwed. right now. And get rid <laughs> no, of System Thirty Two. No! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't really do this. Do they even call it that anymore? I don't think they do. I think they probably do. Do you think so? Uh, Yeah. Thanks for that email, Kamikaze Now, Yeah, we talk about a bunch of... um, (laughs) I don't remember them. What's a good November movies? Good November Love Actually. Love Actually is up there. Rom-coms? Is that a November Uh, movie? My mom really likes... uh, Enchanted Marigold Hotel. What is that fucking Uh, Longmire? (laughs) Longmire. My mom doesn't like Longmire. My mom's like cool enough for Longmire. Longmire is a great November movie. <laughs> no, like fall time movie. It's like, it's the fall. So you watch Longmire. We don't have... Are movies fall themed? Is that a thing? I kind of like think that there's like winter movies and fall movies. Uh, summer movies, there are summer movies. Like Days and Confused is a summer oh, movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh... Fall movies, like uh, like a winter movie, like uh, a lot of people say, like they watch The Shining on Halloween, but I watch it in the winter because it's, it's fucking cold. it's winter time in the movie, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know fall movies. Uh, winter um, movie, The Krampus, The Kramp- uh, Jack Frost. Yeah, Ghost Dad. It's a good Halloween movie. <laughs> Dad. It's much scarier it's, now. It's way these more days. different. Different lens that it's you watch much that Much scarier. One. Yeah. Um, our next email. <laughs> Good transition. Is from Boston Sean. Oh, this guy, Boston Sean. B Sean. It, it is entitled Scare Trek. Nice. And it begins terrified boys. <laughs> Big fan of holiday specials here. Let's play some pitch it or ditch it. Oh fuck yeah. TOS, a regular episode, except it occurs during the Enterprise's costume party. Kirk is dressed like Cyclops, Spock like Frankenstein. He needs to explain that he is the Doctor, not the monster. No, no, pass. Bones like a skeleton. Uhura, Chekhov, and Sulu are the Planeteers. (laughs) Like, 
From Captain Planet? Yeah, from Captain Planet. That's an obscure reference. That would be like you and I dressing up for Halloween from, like, uh, some manuscript, character from a manuscript in, like, 1540. We dress up as Gilgamesh and Enki, (laughs) do. No, that's even too, that's even too, (laughs) no. That's too far back. That's too, no, like, we know that. Like, everyone, like, nobody would know who we were, but, like... People know what Gilgamesh is. It would be like some random I guess random we could dress up thing. as like the Scarlet Pimpernel or something. <laughs> yeah, like something like that, right? Like Man in the Iron Mask. Who knows? Like something like that. I don't know. They made a pretty bomb diggity ass movie about that in the 90s. <laughs> There's some cool sword fights in that movie. Why did you immediately ditch it when Spock was Dr. Frankenstein and not the monster? <laughs> Because he's explaining that it's the monster. It's not the monster, and that's bullshit. It's Frankenstein. You can call Frankenstein Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein birthed him out of his his thought loins. He's a yeah. Frankenstein. He calls Dr. Frankenstein his father several times, yeah. so, so his he's name a is Adam Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. Get over it with this, like, it's the doctor shit. It sucks. Yeah, it's I don't a care shitty for take. that either. I it's really don't take. care for that. It's a lazy, shitty take. I hate it. Really don't care for that. Like, his name... Well, what I always do... I always fucking play gatekeeper if they're gonna play gatekeeper at me. Oh, yeah. Reverse gatekeeper. they're like, gatekeeper. you don't know Frankenstein like I do. I'll be like, okay, what's his fucking name then? Yeah. And they're I always to... like, no, his he doesn't have a name. His name's The Creature. And I'm yeah. like, uh, his name's fucking Adam, bitch. Read the book. I had to read Mary Shelley, and I gotta tell you, I wasn't a fan of it, reading it. I probably would like it now that I'm not, like, having to read it forcefully. Dude, I fucking love the original Frankenstein novel. It's one of my I, favorites. I think I didn't like it because at the end it's like he's freezing to death in the Arctic, and it's, like, really sad, and I hate snow. It's true. It's very... There's one of my favorite, like, takes on... Frankenstein is there's a comic book called Doc Frankenstein. Yeah. Where uh, he survives the Arctic Ocean and he's like, oh, I guess I can't die. I guess uh-huh. I'll become a fucking superhero. And he Dude, starts that's, fighting crime. That's like Penny Dreadful. Like, do you ever watch Penny Dreadful? He's in fucking Penny Dreadful and it's just like, he's just like, I'm a dude in England. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, he's, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that. No, Dude, but like, if you want to watch him trash. He wears like this, like, 1940s ass like pilot uniform with lightning bolts on it and he has That's like cool. machine guns and shit. That's rad. He is rad as fuck. Also the DC Comics version of Frankenstein works for like a paranormal like secrecy agency where he just shows yeah. up and murders monsters and stuff. Yeah, that's like Penny Dreadful is a similar thing. Like they're like they're like monster hunters, but they are monsters. It's weird. Like, well, I mean that's been done a million times. I can't yeah, say they yeah, ripped yeah, that off or anything. But yeah. like my favorite part of that is like he's this big horrible monster, but he's very eloquent in the DC comic yeah, version. Yeah, like like Beast, right? Yeah, but he's um he's also like a giant. He's like an asshole because he's a horrible monster, but he's very eloquent. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has to work a lot of times with another agent of the organization called the Bride, who is his ex-wife. <laughs> and funny. they just constantly fucking fight. <laughs> oh man! And Penny Dreadful, uh, the Bride is Billy Piper from uh, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Yeah, yeah, I she's, love her. Uh, fucking Rose. Yeah, you see her boobies in it. So I was never that into her. Uh, well, this will be the last emails episode that we do. Um, okay. Well, let's go ahead and finish this email then. Um, uh, TNG. Worf, well, did we pitch or ditch that? I'm ditching play? it. I like the idea that it's like, I like overt, ridiculous, sitcom-y Halloween episodes. I think they're fucking great. 
so yeah, I'm, I'm going to pitch it up. for that. I'm, I'm going to kick this up. Okay, okay. Spock and Kirk are wearing the same costume, but right. nobody knows. And they keep mistaking them for each other. Oh, like Burke and Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> like, Spock and Kirk are both wearing, like, Zorro outfits. Yeah, they have a and mask. everyone thinks they're the same guy. That's funny. And I they like keep, it. like, every... Like, Kirk is trying to get it with this lady, right? Right. And... Every time he goes in another room, he's like, oh, I'm getting called to the bridge or whatever. Like, Spock shows up, and he's completely emotionless and brushes her off and fucks yeah. it up for him. And she thinks, like, he's playing, like, this game, right? With her heart. Yeah, she's <laughs> getting mad, and then, like, Kirk has to come back and try and smooth it over. Yeah, and when he like, finally does, on? he gets called away again. Oh, man, comedy gold. Oh, God, pitch it. <laughs> 8,000 pitches. Comedy gold. Cha-ching! You hear that? That's money. It's the money in the bank, baby. Thank you, CBS. Thank you for selling our shirts soon, I guess. They definitely like said they were licensing our shirts so we wouldn't sell them anymore. Yeah, and now they're not going to. Uh, TNG, Worf believes that evil spirits are haunting him on the Enterprise. He tells some Klingon story about dishonored warriors needing to reclaim their honor before they're allowed to go to Stovacor. Oh, Everyone man. politely listens, and Picard gives a speech about how legends are valuable to a culture, but are not to be taken literally. Until Troy flips out and stutters, It's a g g g g ghost uh, Worf is smug for the remainder of the episode. <laughs> I I thought you were going to go in like a serious route, and I was like, yes. Like, what if there was like a Halloween-y... Like, it's not you don't say it's Halloween, but it's like a, a wharf goes to the underworld, like with the Feckler or whatever, and he has to like oh, yeah. wharf that his way on, through the underworld. That happens on Voyager. Yeah, she goes on the boat. She's on that ship yeah. or whatever. The the ship to Skyrim. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is there? Heaven called fucking uh Sovngard. Yeah, Sovngard. It's yeah. like the same shit though. Stovacore Sovngard. Yeah. It's all fucking Valhalla. Yep, yep that's what it is. Uh, DS. Oh, I'll pitch that. That's pretty good. Yeah. A g- 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 ghost. Deep Space Nine. A space jockey arrives from the wormhole. <laughs> like space. Spa- like the alien. Like a, like like alien? a horse. Like is it either the the jockeys from the movie oh, Alien, the oh, engineers, or is it a, a space jockey on a horse? Yeah, I'm confused. Let's let's we'll see if there's context clues. We'll find out. <laughs> Cisco is warm and welcoming, but after the first night, the space jockey's chest explodes and var- okay. yeah, various extras start to go missing. The crew must find the alien before it can find them. Uh, I don't like Alien that much, so... <laughs> what? <laughs> I like I like, I like, like 1 and 2. Uh, th- they're okay. They're good. They're good movies. Dude, uh-huh. I fucking love 1 and 2. Like, the rest of them I can yeah. take it or leave. But 1 and 2, yeah, no, like, yeah, those I are fucking the two. love those yeah. movies. I don't... I, I feel like, like Cowboy Bebop did this already. Right? Uh, With that I episode think, where the crab is, like, running around in the ship. I think TNG did this already. What day? Because there's a comic that crosses over with Alien. Oh. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so I guess it's the same... There's a... Alien crosses over fucking everything, dude. There's like, aliens there's everywhere. Batman versus Alien. Superman versus Alien. There's Spider-Man Ar- versus Alien. Is there Archie versus Alien or Predator? Or is yeah, there Predator? is Archie versus Predator. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and my favorite is Archie versus the Punisher. <laughs> That's Punisher. my favorite one. <laughs> just killing, dude. If they did that in the show, I wouldn't even bat an eye. I'd be like, dude, "Yep, 
That Archie versus the Netflix Punisher would be a great oh, fucking crossover. I keep waiting for the Sabrina Archie crossover. They definitely should figure out a way to do that. I mean, they're both on. Like, I know Sabrina is a Netflix show, and Archie yeah. is just on Netflix. I think they're like, just. I don't think they're gonna do that. I think there's gonna be like a ton of heavy references, but I don't think they're ever actually gonna cross over. Oh man, I would love it if they if there was like a like a Halloween episode, right? Like of just like they go to fucking Sabrina's that was it Baxter High or wherever. What they should uh, do is uh, just have Sabrina come to Riverdale and spook everybody with her yeah, witch powers. Super sp- like she comes to Riverdale because like maybe she let like a goblin out. There's a right. stra- there's a goblin. She has to go get a goblin. She has to go. Fu- like goblin went to Riverdale, so she right. has to get the goblin before her aunts find out. What if and- she invents a witch jetpack or quote unquote broom <laughs> and flies through the Archie ceiling and has to stay there for a week? And also Urkel's there. <laughs> Did I do that? Did I do that, Black Magic? <laughs> Am I worshiping the devil? <laughs> also, uh, it's not fun in games because if she doesn't catch the goblin, the devil will kill her to death. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, those those shows are like su- serious. Like, the, the, they'll just kill children in those shows. Like, they don't yeah. care. Like, children. Satan- will uh, kill her forever if yeah. she doesn't get this goblin back. Yeah, some something like that. Sure. Um, I'm gonna ditch that because they already did it on TNG. Um, yeah, Voyager it. Neelix gets fleas. Don't want a Neelix episode. Gonna Pass ditch that. Ditch. Enterprise Porthos gets space fleas. Uh, if I just get to watch Porthos getting a flea bath for a half an hour, I will pitch the fuck out of I that. love Porthos. Yeah, I'll watch Porthos do anything. Eat cheese. Smell uh, to Paul. Porthos. <laughs> There's that, that one that, where she comes up, like, she comes in and, like, the dog smells her and she, like, hates the dog. Yeah, she hates yeah. the smell of the dog. She's like, oh, my senses are so much more powerful than yeah, yours and he stinks. My, my female Vulcan smell. Uh, have a spooky time. If you were a patron, you'd hear this email on October 30th and it would be more thematically appropriate. Whoa. Isn't that worth a dollar? Smart. He's smarter than us. He knows when our show comes out before <laughs> than we do. M-Class Podcast, where your dollar makes sense. <laughs> Signed, pitch Boston it. Sean. Dude, that was one hell of a pitch for us. I'm pitching that. Pitch that. I'm going to go ahead and pitch all of your pitches now. Yeah. I'm going to retroactively pitch them. Yeah, stamp approved. Pitched. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, it was great. Our next email is from Andrew. Hi. <laughs> and it's entitled, Trek Boys. Hello. And it begins, Trek I grew up catching reruns of TNG and a little Deep Space Nine here and there. Your podcast finally got me into going back through the entirety of TNG. And I guess we'll see what happens after that. Oh boy, you're not going to want to stop. You gotta go through all of it. Except Voyager. Skipped so, around in that one a bunch. Just, yeah, just pick what sounds good and watch those. Just watch the first episode, watch the last episode, and then watch the one where they go back to the 90s and Sarah Silverman is there. Yeah, Sarah Silverman looking strangely attractive in that episode. I think Sarah Silverman is very attractive. I I think she's she's she's, a, she's an attractive lady, but something yeah. about that episode, I don't know. Maybe you're just super into 90s. <laughs> I do love the 90s. You were how old were you when that came out? I was like 13, so you're probably like 12, 10. 
10. Yeah, you're three yeah. years older than me. Yeah, so you were probably like, I'm feeling some feelings right now. Yeah, I don't understand what my peep's yeah. up to, but my it's pe- up to something. My wiener's getting past hard, or future <laughs> hard? I don't know. It's, uh, my peep's up to something. I gotta keep an eye on it. <laughs> kind of keep an eye on this peep, and maybe my hand. Um... So hopefully this question hasn't been asked before as I'm watching the TNG podcast whenever I view the corresponding episodes with some random email episodes as I go. Nice. In your review of The Icarus Factor, you made note of a little part I kind of brushed over. Commander Flaherty, the member aboard the Ares that can speak over 40 languages. Yeah. It got me thinking. With all of the special ace-in-the-hole and one-of-a-kind crew members featured across all the Star Trek series, what sort of special crew might be aboard other vessels across the, spe- the Federation? Maybe mm. if you could pick a few special types of crew members, what would they be? They don't necessarily have to be data-level overpowered, but I think it'd be especially cool to implant some races that may have been relegated to as little as sparse mentions or one-offs throughout the franchise, and maybe use some of their unique talents or traits. Okay. Keep on trekking, Andrew. Well, Cadians would be good at being cats. It's true. Everybody needs that. Number one in my... That'd be my ace in the whole crew member, a cat. Meow. some Tellarites, dude. Tellarites are like... Yeah, engineering. They're, like, they're good yeah, at Yeah. They're like super Scotties. They can like yeah. duct tape your fucking shit together and make it go twice as fast. Yeah, they're like really good engineers. Uh, I don't I don't know... like. It's tough coming up with like kind of like uh, superpowers for these regular characters, right? Like, like uh, Troy obviously is empath. They all are because they're Betazoid. Uh, Data's a robot, right? So he's just the only one. Uh, that's what annoys me about the JJ shit, where they have that other robot that whatever the fuck that guy is in the, in the movies. Oh, they have robots. They're robots in TOS. Yeah, but they're not like crew members. Uh, no, but I mean, like, the thing that sets Data apart from, like, other, like, robots is that he has, like, such a high cognitive ability, and, yeah. like, he could even He's learn AI. emotions as He's he goes AI. along. Like, well, they're AI as well, but they're much less, uh, advanced. Yeah, I don't know. I get weird. And now we have a Frieza. <laughs> yeah, the Frieza's a cyborg, apparently, even though it that's looks like, like Star more Wars. of a robot. That's Star Wars. Like, now you're getting into fucking Star Wars. Like, that's what bothers me about it. Like, Well, the thing about the Frieza is, like, even during TOS times, if you lost a body part, they would just make you a new one. Yeah, they could just give you a new eye, or whatever. Like, they don't need to make a robot eye. It's dumb. Like, it's fucking dumb. Like, she's made out of, like polyplastics and shit like they can just give you a new body and why wouldn't they like cosmetically like put like hair on you you know what i mean like unless you were like make me look like a fucking cyberpunk but like why look frieza yeah (laughs) i really love dragon ball z like well i don't know man i i don't it's dumb i think it's dumb and like nobody like thought it through they were like yeah it's cool but it's not it's dumb if i was gonna go dragon ball z i think i would be a piccolo yeah, you could be like a green Andorian, just a piccolo. Yeah, cool as fuck. Yeah, that's cool. With your muscles showing through your body yeah. in a bunch of different spots. And you're wearing like a cowl that weighs 1,500 pounds or whatever Yeah, you throw it and it makes a fucking <laughs> crater in the ground. <laughs> it, like, it breaks a limestone and granite. It's so heavy. I, I love that part where he takes it off and he's like, see, Goku, I could beat your shit so easy. And Goku's yeah. like, oh, I'm wearing the same thing. He takes his off. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I love it. Um... So, like, I feel like, really, the most 
useful person is Data because he's like all, he's a supercomputer, but also the strongest guy ever. Yeah, he's got a, a bunch of great stuff. Speaking over forty languages doesn't really help you in this world anyway because it's fucking Universal Translator. Like that's true. Who cares? But like, like this reminds me of like I forget who asked me. Maybe Spibsy. Yeah. He asked me like, and I think I probably talked about this last episode. About, like, what would happen if, like, Superman had landed on Earth in the in Russia. Like, Star Trek future? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, there's a comic. The Red Sun, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good comic. It. Yeah. Um, but, like, he lands in the Star Trek future, and I had this whole idea. That he, Of course, he would just join Starfleet and be like, hey, I'm a Kryptonian. And they'd be like, okay, cool. Join. Right. But, like, talk about a fucking super useful guy. Like, oh, we're being attacked. Clark, go out and fucking punch that right. ship. Right. And he'd be like, cool. And he'd fly out and he'd fucking punch the ship. And, like, the Romulans on board would be like, ah, oh, we give up? Yeah. And he'd be the only one left, right? So you'd just be like, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, eventually, I guess the Romulans could break, like, the Phantom Zone criminals out. Like, yeah, Zod they would. And shit. They'd get Zod. I don't Zod know. Would Superman would take over the fucking empire. Didn't Superman laser beam him to death or whatever the fuck he did? Yeah, broke his in neck that great movie, a great new movie. Yeah, that movie's great. That's Man of cool. Steel, dude. Like I was so excited for that movie to come out because like yeah. I was like, oh, finally they're gonna do another good Superman. Another movie. good one, right? And uh, they did not. They Marvel did not made that. a good Superman movie called Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's like the best Superman movie, but it's Captain Marvel. Well, the best Superman movie is Superman. One, especially or when two? he turns that, especially when he turns that world around. Love that part. I like two. Two's good. Two is great. Two two's, is a great. Two's movie. the good one, right? I love them both, honestly. Four is really good with the guy from Russia or the Sun guy or He's whatever. Nuclear man. Nuclear man. Yeah. Did you know there's a part cut out of that where, like, they make a pre-nuclear man and he's Frankenstein and Superman fights Frankenstein? You can find the footage on That's, YouTube. Like, is he, like, supposed to be, like, Bizarro or something? He's supposed to be Bizarro, but he's dressed like Frankenstein and he acts like him. All right. I want to watch that right now. <laughs> that movie, we used to watch that movie all the time, but only because it's, like, one of the movies we had, you know? It is. Superman 4 is fucking terrible. It's but horrible. I would rather I would watch it any day over Superman 3. That movie is so no, fucking th- three, boring. 3 is stupid, and it sucks because fucking Richard Pryor is in it, and you're yeah. like, you just wasted Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor should not be in your PG movie anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. Uh, shit. Like, what's what's a good thing? Somebody. I don't know. I think honestly, like being like a super fucking great pilot would be good. Because like, yeah, having people just like slowly pilot the ship. Yeah, they kind of have Travis as that in the in Enterprise. He's kind of like that character. He's like like the hotshot pilot. That's who Paris is supposed to be in. Yeah, but no, he doesn't. Yeah, he's not. And they Having have Hoshi. Hoshi's like the language lady. She knows all languages. You should have a guy who doesn't mind being passed over for promotions, even though he does most of the work. That's a good one. <laughs> That's. <laughs> they have that in Voyager too. Yeah. Good old Ensign. What's his name? <laughs> you, you should have a guy who can actually fight intruders on your ship. That'd be a great security chief. You should yeah. Have that guy. <laughs> I like that in Enterprise where they get the Makos. They like have these like army guys, and they, they're like, they're like, should we even have this? So, like, they're like, 
indifferent. Like they're having a discussion about it. They're like, I don't know if we should have these guys. Well, it's no, cool. because they're they're in space. Having ground troops in space isn't really that useful. <coughs> you just you. made me sneeze. Uh, yeah, no. Well, they all die, sort of. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder why. Um, yeah. Alright everybody, let's disembark the ship and fucking kill them. Oh no, there's no air out here. Oh. <laughs> they go fight one of the spheres and the, this arm comes and picks one up and crushes him to death. Jesus. Whoops. Metal as fuck. They still have a dude who's really good at jokes. Yeah, comedian the com- They still have the comic relief character. Yeah. I guess that's Tom Paris. <laughs> the comic relief character is Neelix, believe it or not. Uh, I love Neelix when he's like that smuggler, and I'm like, oh, this character's neat. And then you mean in the first episode, yeah, and then he's never a, again. Then he's just a puppy dog. He's just a weird dog that follows them around. So strange, bizarre man. So bizarre. They had a different plan for that character in that first episode. Yeah, and they they switched it really quick. They got some notes from somebody and they changed it. Uh. Honestly, like, probably the best thing you could have is, like, a doctor who's, like, exceptionally good. Maybe, is there a yeah. race that's capable of, like, healing with touch? Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure Then I made something. one. They're called the Flabloblians, <laughs> and they can heal you with a touch. <laughs> the Flabloblians. And they all look like Frieza. <laughs> that's where the Friezas come from. Yeah, Friezas are Flabloblians. That's canon. It's canon now. Mark it up. Put it on memory beta. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. The thing about Star Trek is that, like... One person can definitely make a difference, but they do it by joining up with other people. Yeah, they fit a puzzle. They're a puzzle piece. They're not, like, overpowered. Data's sort of the most overpowered thing in Star Trek. Honestly. But, like, even... But even he gets, like, stolen and shit, and they turn him off in junk. Uh, I love. I was just thinking about Spock, how overpowered he is as well, because he's like three times stronger than a normal yeah. guy. I, do you remember when, like Burke and Girk were fighting, and Spock yeah. just fucking slaps Burke and he's out. Yeah, he just, <laughs> can just slap a guy and knock him out. That's awesome. He he just has that Vulcan nerve pinch as well, where he can just put you the fuck down instantly, drop you quick. <laughs> that was like no Vulcans to me, in that MMA. Feels like, a tabletop, like a D&D game where like they were like, alright, well how do they get out of this one? Well, I'll give you this ability where you can like grab someone's neck and it knocks them out. Well, that's all cool. that this stuff is, right? That's all any of it is, is like, how do how do I get this story, how do I get this character out of this story? Like, yeah, like he was, He's like, how do I get out of this? So you've, got, you've got this Vulcan yeah. nerve pinch thing and it knocks them out. Right. And then the player's like, then that means it knocks everyone out, right? And the DM is like, fuck. Fuck, yeah, because <laughs> you can't say no, right? There's no rules. Now it works every single time that way. <laughs> Even Captain Captain uh, Picard can do it, I guess. Yeah, apparently, like, anybody can do it if you just learn it. Yeah. It's not like a special Vulcan thing. Is it real? Has anyone tried it's it? It's real. You can definitely do it. <laughs> Is it like the f- five-finger death punch or whatever, the five-palm exploding heart technique? Yeah, that one's real, too. Five-finger death That's like a band. <laughs> it's a band, yeah. <laughs> there was a dude at my work, this, like, giant fucking prick that yeah, I worked with. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. At the roofing company, and that's the only band he liked on Earth. There's he a, went to every show they ever did. There's a healer in my ESO guild named Five-Finger Death Heals, <laughs> which is a pretty funny name. Uh, thanks for that email, Andrew. Sorry we didn't answer it. Yeah, it's that all. one's tough. I don't know. 
We'll come back um, to that one. <laughs> no, we won't. Our next email. <laughs> our next email is from Jack Carpenter. Oh, handsomeness. And it's entitled Track Attack. <laughs> Track Attack. Okay. Right. And it begins, hey there, Trexters, it's me, ya boy. Uh, Happy please, spooky time. Please do not call me Trexters, I'm offended out of my goddamn mind yeah, right now. we're called Trek Boys. Trek Boys, please. Dear magazine subscription. <laughs> we are not teeny boppers after Spock's multiple dicks. Yes. We are Trek Boys. We're serious about this. Uh, what are you being for Halloween this year? Also, Sad. have you ever been a Trek character for Halloween before? Yeah, I think I told this story on the... I mean, I'm sure I have. Uh, I I had a Star Trek uh, uniform, and I wore it when we played, like, concerts and shit. Yeah, I have a, a security uniform. Yeah. I have Lieutenant Commander from TOS. I have the Deep Space Nine, the gray one. I remember the first time I played in it, I think I, I was like... This is going to be the last time because I was so hot. <laughs> I remember sweating my ass off. Like, I was what, so hot. What division was it? Division? What do you, what do you mean? Was it... Uh, oh, I was, I, was ta- I was tactical. Tactical. Command, yeah. Command, okay. Red. Um, yeah, so I was... Uh, I was a security officer. Like, everybody was like, oh, you better watch out around these monsters, red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the original, right? So, you're, yeah. <laughs> they did the red shirt joke, huh? Yeah, it's I good. I loved it. Everyone did. But yeah. everyone was really excited by my outfit. And I remember seeing well, the pictures. They were cool. My wife, Crystal, was dressed as Miss Frizzle from the Magic School. Oh, my God. You should marry her. Everyone fucking loved that. No, everyone that's, loved that. That's including inc- me. My friend went as Quail Man one time. <laughs> and I was like... That's an incredible Halloween costume. That is incredible. <laughs> he did the so belt. I, I was just like he a like, generic red shirt, but people like a couple people were like, "Are you supposed to be TOS Riker?" Oh, because the beard. Like, and I was wearing red. That I would be know. fun. To like a like a mix mis- mishmash. I don't know what. They oh call yeah, it. that would be super fun. Um, you should be my main Riker. Question from is, it. Which Star Trek character would you be for Halloween if money and time were no object and any costume would be possible? Hmm. For example, I'd be simple and pick a Klingon. I thought about being a legit Klingon this year, but the amount of time that would take in going into it and becoming show quality, uh, becoming a show quality Klingon would be too much of a headache in my opinion. Yeah, Therefore, especially because you have that big head. Whoa. That big, because of the ridges. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh? <laughs> Am I right? Studio uh, audience? <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I'm going to be myself a TNG era commander. Hey. I, just, I just shaved my head though, so I look forward to everyone thinking I'm Captain Picard. Yeah, he's gonna do what you did. They're gonna be like, "What are you t- like throwback Picard?" That's what they're gonna say to him. Well, he's TNG, so he's just Picard. Oh, he's TNG. I thought it was yeah. TOS. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's just Picard. People are gonna be like, "Hey, Picard!" I'm still high on Nyquil. A week later, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> He took a dose every day so it would line up. Yeah, this is my daily dose. <laughs> what would you be Star Trek related if you could be uh, literally anything with no no concept of money and time? It would just appear before. Like you know. I know you know I like Andorians, but when I watch like uh, when I watch Enterprise and they have the prosthetic mechanical antenna move, I think that's oh, yeah. su- fucking awesome. And like it if you cool. could have like a controller that moved them, like that would be dope. Uh, but I don't that know if I want to be an Andorian. Cool. Maybe uh, if it had to be like a legit character from an episode. 
Sure. Uh, it would be fucking hilarious to be mourn. Like, that would be hilarious. And then at, <laughs> I wouldn't have to talk to anybody at a party. I could just sit there and not talk to anybody. It would be great. Man, being a Ferengi would be super fun. Like, if I could be Zek. Yeah. Niggas Zek, that would be so fucking well, there, fun. Well, I told you about that guy who did that radio station in Star Trek Online who just, like, put the teeth in while he was doing his show and was, the like, the guy. Like, That's amazing. And he, I forget his fucking name. Oh, my God. It's going to drive me crazy. But he would, like, do, like, these bits and he would talk about his wife. And his wife would come in the room and, and she would, like, hit him and shit. It was fucking... <laughs> she'd be like, oh, my God, my wife's hitting me. Like, she, like, she would be hitting him, too. That's amazing. <laughs> Although I think you would be a better Zach. You got that voice down. <laughs> I can just do I can only do I can't do the laugh right now. I'm so no, stuffed up. Out of me. <laughs> quark! quark! I can't really quark! do He's too uh I can only say quark and do the laugh. That's all you'd need to do. That's all you would yeah. Yeah. God, that's like literally the toughest question you could possibly ask because the idea of cosplaying to me yeah. is so fucking like tantalizing. I know I it's so fucking fun. Too. Yeah, I like love it's... playing dress up. It's so fucking yeah, fun. Too. But like, I don't fit any character, so I would have to have like a full costume thing, which would be so fucking expensive. Yeah, but no, and mine I'm one of those matter. people that like if I want to make some like a costume Do of some right. character, it has to look yeah. exactly like them. I had like a dark Jedi outfit that I wore a bunch. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was it was cool. I, I like got a bunch of like straps and like gothy boots and shit, and just like let like Han Solo straps hang off of me and shit. And I had like a like a cloak. I still have that cloak. It's like so comfortable. Dude, it's so warm. Balling as fuck. Like, and I, I bought a, a three hundred dollar lightsaber. Huh? I said I bought a three hundred dollar lightsaber. Jeez, uh, yeah, I knew that actually. Yeah. Uh, Whoops. Like for a while, I was trying to put together uh, like a Metal Gear Solid Three Snake cosplay because yeah. he's got like a beard and brown hair. Like yeah, that, yeah. And like you just seeing something. what the cost of the stuff, like the parts of it was, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, these people who make these costs. I mean, some. Of them, I mean, a lot of them are fucking incredible, right? Oh like, yeah. Just a oh my god, it's like it's awesome, man. Like I love I love that shit. For sure. And like I on I want Instagram like a lot, like just like looking around and shit and like the cosplayers on Instagram, they're always the ones that are like, Here are my boobies and my butt. The sexy Give me cosplayers, yeah. yeah. And then there there are people who like really, really put the time and effort into making sure everything is perfect yeah. and looks exactly like the character. Yeah. Like uh there's there's like a lot of people who do like the sexy near automata like yeah uh here's my butt cosplays and stuff yeah that's fine i'm cool with that this this one girl i followed did like (laughs) a perfectly game accurate costume which of course also shows the butt yeah it's like perfectly game accurate yeah which is incredible yeah they like get all the details it's awesome yeah i love it there's a dude I saw who um, cosplays as the Witcher. Yeah, yeah, that guy looks great. I know the guy. Yeah. I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, he looks yeah. exactly like the game. And then yeah. you see like Henry Cavill and like the Witcher yeah. promo, yeah. and you're like, mm. get that guy, get that cosplay guy. Yeah, just yeah. get that guy. <laughs> it's crazy. I would love to be one of those people who's like has a character 
then just cosplays as like all the versions of that character. Right. There's a that I don't porn star like April O'Neil. <laughs> her name, her porn name is April O'Neil. She yes, she, <laughs> yes, I've heard of this woman. I've heard of April O'Neil both versions. <laughs> yeah, she only cosplays as April O'Neil, basically, right? But there's people who do like April, like or they do Rogue and then do like Savage Land Rogue, or they do oh yeah, like like Every version. yeah, 80s Rogue, not 90s Rogue, yeah. Like, it would be so fun to do, like, all the different Solid Snake versions, because yeah. he has so many different outfits and shit. Yeah. But, like, uh, I do not have the physique or the face. We'd have to hit the gym hard. We'd gotta go to yeah. the gym. Like, uh, I'm not I'm not a hefty boy or anything, but I'm definitely not a rock-hard abs. Yeah, we'd have to start doing, like, all kinds of crazy setups every day. Yeah, I don't uh, have the diligence for that. Too so. lazy. Mm. <laughs> so I don't. I don't cosplay. But like, <laughs> doing a being a Klingon would be super fucking fun. Yeah, it would be cool. Um, being any, I'd do anything. Honestly, I wouldn't care. Would you be the click clacks? Oh uh, yeah, I'd be the click clacks. Fuck yeah! People would be like, "What are you?" And I'd just go. How would you get around the convention with those tiny little steps? It would take me forever to get back to my room. I'd be like, <laughs> which means like, hold the elevator. And then I'd be like, boop, 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 boop. They're trying to close it real fast. <laughs> God, the click clack is coming. The click clack. It's going to take my arm off. Put it back. <laughs> that would be I great. don't know, man. That's tough. Uh, I would love a $300 lightsaber if I could get one. <laughs> well, good news, Jeff. I have two. <laughs> don't lie to me, Josh Henderson. <laughs> I bought I bought them several years apart. I think that site is still up. The Saber Forge. I went to Parks Park Sabers. That's probably still up. Uh, I look at the Saber Forge is. Sabers all the time because they're actually made out of metal, and I'm like, yeah, oh. that's what that's what these are. They're, these take like six months to make these fucking things. Gee, yeah, that's how all the reviews were saying that. Yeah, yeah, they got a really got a bunch of new ones. Really, like. All I would really want is, like, I, I want all the uniforms. I want all the Starfleet uniforms. Yeah. Except I don't want Season 1 TNG. And I don't want... I don't know, fucking... I would take Kirk's Admiral uniform from the motion picture. That's a pretty cool uniform. Yeah, those are cool. I like those. So, yeah. One of every Starfleet uniform, please. All in... Uh, operations colors. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, please send them to my house, Jack. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he finishes up the email by saying, anyways, thanks as always, bros. Hope your Halloween is super spooky. Signed, Commander Jack Carpenter, USS Virginie. I pooped my pants. It's too spooky in here. Oh my god, he he's pooped his two butts. My, what two, are we gonna my do? two butts made poop come out of both butts. Oh no. So looking at that looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. So Your Gucci? Uh, You're looking at somebody's Gucci? Are you on that April O'Neil site again? Oh my god, you know that's not what I meant. <laughs> our, our last email <laughs> is from uh Abe Arcos. Okay. And it is entitled, Bring Bigfoot Home. Okay. And it is from Bigfoot Liberation Front <laughs> at 
an email site.com. <laughs> Were we talking about Bigfoots or something? I don't... I mean, it's I think, very I possible. I think there was something about Bigfoot. I don't remember. Uh, God, I don't know. We talk about so many stupid things. <laughs> Hello, officers Henderson and Pennington of Satellite M. Okay. All right. Greetings. So finally some respect around here. <laughs> what follows is an encrypted message. Note to encryptor, be sure to encrypt this message. When you have done so, delete this sentence. <laughs> Off to a good start here. Our na- my name is Comrade Abraham Arcos. Whoa. That is not my true name, but I have obtained one of your Federation's universal translators to assist in composing this leader. Nice. Uh, it needs some refining. <laughs> I am a spokesfoot of the Bigfoot Liberation Front. <laughs> Perhaps you need a moment to process this information. You just blew my mind. I didn't even know Bigfoots were still around. Spokesfoot? <laughs> Liberation Front? Bigfoot? <laughs> Letter? I am? It is my understanding that our people are legends on your home planet. Yeah, it's this is not by accident. Okay. <laughs> We're opening the X-File on this one. <laughs> Thousands of years ago, we sent one of our kind to aid evolving humans. However, you didn't the Bigfoot really high... Com- you kind of just hid in the woods. Yeah, way to fucking suck, bro. Yeah! <laughs> However, the Bigfoot High Command, our long-standing enemies, sent a weaponized yeti to halt his process. <laughs> Yeti. We were able to contain the Yeti in the Himalayas using force fields. What? We have kept we have kept our existence secret for millennia, but as we have observed the force fields breaking down, the time has come for us to reveal ourselves, <laughs> to retrieve our brother and any offspring he may have sired on your fine planet. Oh my god, with what? Otherwise, he may be assassinated by the Bigfoot High Command. Okay, so there's a Bigfoot High Command, and it's against the Bigfoot Liberation Front. Got it. I think I got it. This is some deep-ass Bigfoot lore. I didn't even know there were force fields in the Himalayas. (laughs) Oh my god, this is a great fucking joke. Get ready for this. Our homeworld, Yeti Alpha 5. (laughs) Alright, alright. Yep. Okay, I'm in. You know what? I'm in. Has been torn by conflict between the Bigfoot High Command, who can't stop putting stank on it, want to remain separate from the galaxy at large, and the Bigfoot Liberation Front, who want Netflix and chill. I believe is the expression. Yeah. To engage in peaceful interchange with the peoples of the Federation. We have contacted Satellite M to ask that you relay our message to warn our brother. We are already fugitives, though we have, as your translator suggests, kept it on the low. Nice. We call for the Yeti emancipation of all Big's feet and to bring Bigfoot home. Okay. Yours in Galactic Crypto Brotherhood, Comrade Abe the Babe Arcos. I quite enjoy the options on this translator. The 21st century was a most creative time for your peoples. Yes. We almost killed ourselves, but that's fine. Perhaps there's something we've done recently that involved a lot of 21st century culture. Perhaps. Being used Mm, by a Star Trek character. Hmm. Perhaps. Hmm. 
So, uh, I already deleted this by accident, so I guess I can't forward it on to Earth. I'm sorry. Whoops! Bigfoot stays! <laughs> also, he's our Bigfoot now? Get your own? Yeah, what's, like, the rules on, like, the Bigfoot if he lives on the planet for a certain amount of time? Like, like he's our Bigfoot, Who right? gets custody of the Bigfoot? Can he see we- us on weekends? Every other weekends? Also, how fucking old is this Bigfoot? You said you sent him thousands of years ago. He's old. He's old, man. He's t- he turned into a Yeti. If, when a Bigfoot gets old enough, it, its hair goes white and it's suddenly a Yeti. I thought it was just the location, but that makes more sense what you said. They uh, need it colder because uh, old people like the cold. No, they hate the cold. They hate the I can't cold. wheel my grandmother out of the home on like a sunny fucking summer day. She gets cold. There's a stiff eighty degree skin. There's bro. a stiff eighty degree wind blowing, and it's too she, cold for her. She got thin skin and old blood. What do you want from? Her? I don't think she has any blood left. <laughs> she fucking saw the war, dude. Calm down. Nah, she's not um, that. Well, she was. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Vietnam, right? <laughs> well, yeah, she was alive for that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a war. That was um, a, a conflict. We've seen Jeff? the we we've seen the war actually. The the big one, the several one. Yeah, several wars. Um, so I guess I'll go into my trash and get the this email. Like I'll look in the trash Just pile and see if yeah, it's in don't there. Yeah. Recycle, don't empty the recycle bin. Yeah, it's in there. Let me go ahead and hit four. Uh, I've deleted it. Oh no. Uh, Where do you go to get the deleted email that you delete out of your trash can? The time. Jump back, time skips. All right, let me. Ah, oh, shit! I deleted system thirty-two. Uh, uh, I guess the podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me take my computer into the shop. Ah, oh, fuck! I dropped it into some Jello. Why oh, was there no. Jello? <laughs> here, let me see if I can get the Jello off of here with. What? Now you're eating Jello, and I don't have Jello. Put your computer in some jello and eat it. I I don't have any. I don't what I don't have any. <laughs> it mm, seems like a problem. Yo, you know what's delicious? Vanilla snack packs. Fuck, dude. Yeah, that is pretty fucking good. Like vanilla pudding in the snack pack? Oh my god damn. It's real fucking good, dude. It's snack amazing. packs are pretty dope yeah, in general, yes. honestly. I could probably eat fifty of them. Have you ever you ever, like, had banana pudding with Nilla wafers in it? Uh, you're talking to the Nilla wafer king, dude. I love Nilla wafers. Dude, Nilla wafers, dope. Nilla wafers and banana pudding, yeah. fucking amazing. I would do Nilla wafers and, like, rice pudding. Oh, my God, I love Nilla wafers. Oh, fuck, I love them. I, lo- I do love a Nilla wafer. I do hate rice pudding. Hate it. Hmm. That means more rice pudding for you. Yay! It's fine. rice pudding. We do have an entire deck aboard Satellite M that is rice pudding. Oh. That was an accident. I just swim around in it like Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) You can eat it while you swim, too. I'm so full. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta swim more. (laughs) That's how you keep fit, dude. You keep swimming. You swim in the pudding? Through the fucking pudding. It seems like a more goes in than comes out situation, but... Yeah, we used to have a deck of ice cream too, but yeah. that got fucked. I got fucked over. We don't have that anymore. Can't have nice things. Can't have nice things out here in the middle of nowhere in space. Above this dune buggy planet. 
You can have dune buggies, though. You can. It's pretty nice. Um, sorry about whatever Bigfoot thing. I can't see the email anymore, so I don't really remember. Yes. But, um, big... Sorry about your Bigfoot? He's ours. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's my boo? Yeah. Uh, he's over you. New phone, who dis? <laughs> my Bigfoot's over you. <laughs> All right, Jeff, uh, you're just rattling <laughs> off a bunch of shit that I love, and I'm, like, digging it. <laughs> I'm, like, hard digging it right now. Mila okay. Wafers, Newfound Glory, Bigfoot. That's all the time we have tonight. I'm sorry if we didn't get to your email. Maybe you sent it in too late. Maybe uh, it got deleted by accident along with Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But uh, we appreciate everybody who writes in. If uh, you'd like to become a part of this podcast, you can write in to mclassemail at gmail.com, and we might end up reading it on the air. Maybe. Uh, you can also you can also follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast and become a part of our beautiful patron family of people who are just generally better than other people <laughs> by heading over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as low as a dollar, you can support what we do and keep this show on the air of the intergalactic air. We're going to buy Nilla wafers with your money. God, I need some Nilla wafers. Yo, it's been so long. Here's a story, quick story before we go. I went to the grocery store to buy fucking snacky foods and shit. And this sure. old ass butthole was in the middle of, in the, in in between me and the Nilla wafers, and he wouldn't fucking move. So I forgot to get him. Fuck that guy. Wow. Fuck that dude forever. I hope he's Look, dead. I, hope I know he this died. dude who has. I know this dude. His name's Bigfoot. I'll fucking send him over there, and he'll take care of that dude for you. Uh, cool man. Thanks. <laughs> take care. Of, Bigfoot will take care of him for you. Yeah, he's you know ours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's ours. Wow. You can't own a Bigfoot, man. I mean, I'm not trying to own him. I mean, he's ours. Like, I mean that. Like, he's our boy. He's like our. Dude, he's our, our friend. My boy, Bigfoot. Yeah. My boy. We have to send. We have to send relay messages through subspace to Bigfoot. Hey, I got a message for you, but I forgot what it was. Anyway, have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's this asshole in the store the other day. Kick his ass. I want Nilla wafers. Uh, for as little as one dollar a month, you can support us at Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast. For a little bit more money, you can receive this show, M-Class Email, a week early, and also have access to Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, a podcast where we shoot the shit and you listen. It's about literally anything except Star Trek, although it also ends up being about Star Trek sometimes. A lot of times it ends up being about like, uh, like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> a lot of fantasy stuff, and that's what the last one actually was. Yeah. It was fantasy. Yeah, it was awesome. That's the $5 level. At $10, you get all of that, plus you get access to Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies. Yeah. A commentary track series, which includes Rumble in the Bronx and uh, the seminal classic Beastmaster 2. Oh, God. It was so good watching that good-ass good movie, Beastmaster it was, 2. It was so good. There was nothing bad in that movie. No, it totally was the best movie. It definitely holds up. It doesn't seem dated at all. Nope. It's really good. Special effects on point. There's a lot. There's a lot of other rewards, so check out <laughs> patreon.com slash podcast. There's a ton of other rewards you get at different levels and uh, rewards that you get at the levels we already talked about, so check that shit out. At a certain level, I come to your house and tuck you in at night. 
He gives you a hot milk toddy. That was from the other podcast. Here's a nose first for your sleepy time. <laughs> don't get crumbs in your bed. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't want to wash the sheets. I don't know how to put the sheet on the bed. It's fucking weird. It's like the bed sheet is weird. Don't poop in the bed after you eat vanilla wafers. <laughs> if you're pooping after vanilla wafers, you got a sensitive ass stomach. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will be back in a week's time with more M Class goodness. Bye. Bye bye.